Celebrate Halloween with dressed up donuts from Dunkin', like the spooky sweet Halloween spider donut. Trick or treat! Aren't you a little bit old to be trick or treating? Uh, no. This is, uh, it's just a really good uh, costume. Anyway, I hear you're giving out Dunkin' Spider Donuts? Didn't I just see you with your kid? No, that was just, uh, my friend. Psst, Dad, is it working? Run to Dunkin' all month long for the Halloween Spider Donut and get 10 Munchkin's Donut Hole Treats for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Limited time offer. Participation may vary. On April 29th at 4 p.m., Restoration Christian Ministries will have the Restoration Reunion. The event will be located at 50 Raritan Parkway, Edison, New Jersey, at the Hilton Gardens Inn. Our speaker for that afternoon will be Dr. Mary Joshua of Overcomer's House of Worship, located in Inglewood, New Jersey. Please invite all of the family and friends of Restoration. This week at Restoration Place. You wonder emotionally, does the Lord know where you are? You know, where are you, God, in all of this turmoil? Where are you, God, in this chaos? Where are you, God, with my loved one about to commit suicide? Where are you, God, with the depressed and the oppressed thoughts? Where are you, God, when I needed you the most? Where are you? Do you see me? Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Welcome to this place of restoration. Welcome First Lady Darlene Baysmore with this week's message. Amen. Praise God. While you're standing, we're going to have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, in the precious name of Jesus, Lord God, we just want to thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Father God, for your grace and for your mercy, and we just praise and we magnify your name, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, for the service thus far, and we just pray, Father God, that I would decrease, Lord God, that you may increase and fill me up to the overflow, O God, in the mighty name of Jesus, with your sweet Holy Spirit, O God, to minister the word of God. I pray, Father God, that your Holy Spirit would speak through me, O God, this vessel to be used by you, Lord God. I pray, Father God, that you crucify flesh and self in the mighty name of Jesus. Bring um, thoughts of clarity, clarity of speech, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray, Father God, and we just thank you, Lord, for this sweet spirit that's in this place even right now. Oh, God, and we rebuke everything that's not like you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. The enemy is under our feet, Lord God, and we just thank you for that on today. We praise and we magnify you. We give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. Amen. If you love them, say amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. I tell you, I um, <clears throat> I was going to stand and give Sister Louise's testimony for her, 
And um, Pastor was like, well, you're getting ready to get up and speak. And I said, well, yeah, well, I'm going to do it during the praise report time. <laughs> so he was like, you just <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> but um, anyway, I just wanted to um, give a praise report on behalf of her. I was watching um, Pastor John Gray the other night on TBN, and he was with Ty Tribbett. And Ty Tribbett sings a song. Um, that he turned it and so uh, they were playing that song he turned it and so he was giving his testimony of how they had found spots on his spine and how he had to um, go to the doctor and how they were saying that um, he had like two tumors on his spine he said but you know what he turned it and so he said I'm just believing God that he turned it so on behalf of sister Louise this morning he turned it he turned it around for her amen she'll be coming home from the hospital on today so we praise God for that because the Lord turned it hallelujah glory to God hallelujah he is a healer and I know it for myself and I'm just thanking God for all that he has done for her and for all that he continues to do for the people of God on this morning. Amen. Amen. So we just thank God for the word on this morning. And um, this morning we're going to be coming from the fourth chapter of Mark, the 35th, <clears throat> reading through the uh, 41st verses. And we're going to read that now for your hearing. <clears throat> and it states, And the same day, when the even ha and when the even was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Amen. And thank God for the reading of his word. And as I was um, reading this passage, it's talking about how Jesus was, you know, along with the disciples in this ship, and they were crossing to the other side of the sea, and there came a great storm wind, the waves began to beat into the ship, so much so that it became full with water. So I started thinking, and I said to myself, now, can you imagine being on a ship with strong winds blowing and the waves hitting the ship so much that it became full of water? And then I started thinking in comparison to the ships that we're on today. You know, we have large cruise ships, and I looked it up. I looked up Royal Caribbean just by chance and I, I wanted to see just how big those ships are and when I looked it up it says that the ship weighs hundred and sixty thousand pounds uh, no I'm sorry not pounds tons it weighs hundred and sixty thousand tons it is one thousand one hundred and twelve feet long hundred and eighty four feet wide and has the capacity to hold three thousand six hundred and thirty four passengers 
So now, when you think in comparison to the ship that Jesus and the disciples were on, that's not even a quarter of the size of the cruise ships that we travel on today. And I was remembering back when Pastor and I, we were on a cruise one time and we were on our way back to Florida. And when we were on our way back, the captain was trying to make up for time on the ship. And so he started, you know, the ship started to accelerate in speed. And so all the whole time that we were on this cruise ship, we never felt a thing. It was like we were walking on land. No, you know, you didn't feel any motion, nothing. But as soon as the ship started to increase its speed and speed up, you started to feel the waves. You started to feel the motion of it a little bit. And so it wasn't constant, but it was something that, you know, even during the night's festivities when people were walking around and maybe they were eating dinner or whatever the case may be, you know, you started to get a little off balance because the water started getting a little choppy and, you know, and the, and the speed started increasing and you could feel yourself kind of going up and down and you kind of got off balance because, you know, it was kind of shifting you to and fro. And so when you think about the ship that Jesus and the disciples were on, this is a ship of such a smaller magnitude. So if I could feel motion on a cruise ship that weighed 160,000 tons because the speed increased, then imagine how they were on this smaller ship that they were in and the storm came and arose. So I was thinking about how sometimes in our lives, you know, and I know I can speak for myself, sir, for, for myself um, specifically, how sometimes when I go through situations in my life, I feel like I'm on a ship. You know, it's not a constant beating. It's not a constant tossing of to and fro and going back and forth. It's not constant, but it's there. It's something that can shake you, something that gives you that panic, something that can give you the doubt in the Word of God that you stand on so, so, so um, sincerely, but sometimes the enemy will come with circumstances that you're faced to try and make you doubt, to try and make you, you know, waver, to yeah, kind of yeah, shake you yeah. to and fro, like as with this wind and with the waves being beaten on this particular ship. So what happens? What happens is sometimes, just like the disciples, with the situations that we may face on a day-to-day -day basis, we panic. And we don't mean to panic, but we do. We panic. And it says in verse 38 specifically that, you know, they ask the question, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And sometimes with us, we may be wondering, and we know intellectually yeah, so, yeah. we know that Jesus knows everything that we're going through. He knows the very situation that we're in. He knows the circumstances that we're facing. So it's not with our intellect that we wonder, but it's with our feelings that we wonder. We wonder, you know, do you care? Do, are you listening? Do you see me? Do you hear my cry? Do you see what I'm going through? And that's how we are right now. You know, the enemy constantly feeding us with negative thoughts and with negative situations about how we are. And, you know, you're not competent and you're nothing but a failure and you'll never be anything. You'll never move out 
of the spot that you're in right now. The enemy constantly feeding you with all of these things. So you wonder emotionally, does the Lord know where you are? You know, where are you, God, in all of this turmoil? Where are you, God, in this chaos? Where are you, God, with my loved one about to commit suicide? Where are you, God, with the depressed and the oppressed thoughts? Where are you, God, when I needed you the most? Where are you? Do you see me? And so the disciples panicked. But what did he do? What did Jesus do when they came to him and asked him, Master, do you carest thou that we perish? The first thing that he did was he arose. He got up on their behalf. He showed up for them, just like he always does for you and for I. He rebuked the wind. That's the second thing that he did. The Bible uses the word rebuke. And to rebuke is to reprimand strongly and to warn strongly. He didn't use a calm voice like, okay, see, you got to be, you know, you got to chill now. He didn't say it like that. But he reprimanded the sea. He reprimanded the wind. And he said so. And it was amazing to me because the same God that created wind, the same God that created the sea, the same God that created the earth that we walk on, that you and I are a part of, the same God turned around and reprimanded the wind. And the third thing he did was he spoke to the sea and he said, peace, be still. He spoke. The command and the and the sea became calm and the wind ceased. Jesus is our example when we're walking through a storm. Jesus is our example of how to handle the storm. The first thing like he did, we have to get up. We have to stand on God's word. We have to stop feeling sorry for ourselves. Stop listening to the voice of the enemy and start listening to the voice of the almighty God and what he says about your situation. In Psalms, the 20th division, there's a prayer from David for victory in battle. When you rise up and when you stand on his word, he shall deliver you in your storm. We must trust him. And in the power of his might, not our own might, but the power of his might, our confidence must be in him. He is our refuge. He is our strength and a very present help and a very present help in the time of trouble. According to Psalm 46 and 1, God is there for us no matter what the storm may look like. You may have a storm in your finances. You may have a storm in your body physically. You may have a storm in your family with your family members. There may be a storm on your job, a storm in the church. There may be a storm all around you, but God is the one that we have to stand on and trust him to carry us through. I was reminded yesterday as I was walking outside and I was thinking about certain situations that are going on in my life right now and I was reminded You know, you want to reach out to this one. You want to reach out to that one. You want to have this one to have prayer with you. You want to do this and do that. But what about me? They are your resources. I am the source. We have to realize that resources are good in their own specific time and place. But we have to realize that when we go through situations, we must come to the source. We must come to God and we must seek 
him wholeheartedly. Reaching out to others, as I stated, is okay. But he wants us to spend time with him, to be in relationship with him, to come to him during our times of the storm. In that 20th division, starting at verses 7 and 8, it reads, Some trust in chariots and some in horses. They're trusting in their resources. But we will remember the name of the Lord, of our Lord God. Hallelujah. They are brought down and fallen, but we are risen and stand upright. Standing and trusting in the word of God. We are risen and standing upright. He will not let us fall. And if we do happen to fall, he's right there to pick us back up. He's not going to leave us in in that fallen state. He is there for us. The second thing, just like Jesus did, he rebuked the wind. Well, we must rebuke the enemy. We must rebuke the enemy while in our storm. And when you get up and when you stand on God's word, your feet will be planted. And you won't be uprooted and thrown around like debris in a storm. If you've ever driven through a storm, you know... You see the clouds and you see, you know, the wind starting to rustle the trees and and then the rain starts and it's, you know, uh, really heavy, hard rain. And and even in that rain, you start to see limbs falling and you start to see debris falling on the ground. And, you know, as you're driving, sometimes you get to a place where, you know, you may turn down one street and as you turn down that street, there may be a tree laying across in a severe storm. And so you can't go that way. So you have to turn around and you have to be rooted a different direction. You have to take a detour and when you take a detour there there may be some streets that are flooded well this is how it is in our situations you know we can go one way and there may be a detour and then we turn around and we try to do it another way but and there may be a flood and you can't go that way but that's because we're doing it within our own might we're trying to find the answer within our own might but we can't find the answer within our own might we have to go to our GPS And that GPS will route you around and he'll put you on the right path. And he'll take you down the right road that you need to go. We have to stand and we have to rebuke the enemy. In Matthew 16 and 23, Jesus rebuked the enemy. He said, but he turned and he said unto Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. The enemy wants you to leave God out of the equation. He wants you to leave God out of the picture. He wants you to do it his way, but we have to do it God's way. We don't want to follow our self will, but we want to plant ourselves and position ourselves so much so that we are in the will of God. We must keep His will first and foremost in our lives. The third thing Jesus did is He spoke and the sea became calm and the wind ceased. We have to speak out of our mouths as well. Whatever your storm is, whatever your situation is, Speak out the things that you want to happen. Don't speak defeat, but speak victory. Let your praise be on your lips and come out of your mouth. Like in Psalms 34 and 1. Blessed, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. We must have a continual praise. We must thank him no matter what. 
tomorrow may look like. Don't speak defeat over your life. Don't give in to your circumstances, but rather speak what you want to see happen in your life. Glory to God. If it's healing that you want, and you may feel like you're falling at times, more and more people, you hear about them more and more, people that are oppressed or depressed and going through a state of depression, and that's like a silent storm that no one may know about yeah, yeah. unless they really dig into that person to find out what's going on. More and more uh, basketball players and people are coming out and saying how they take depression medicine because they go through a lull period in their lives. Well, our depression medicine is right here in this word of God. If we dig yeah. deep into the word of God, if we take two every morning when endows it with some water, yeah. hallelujah, the living water, Jesus, the living water, yeah. if we yeah. douse it down with that, then we will have the strength that we need. Thank Glory you. to God. In Psalms 118 and 13 and 14 it says, that thou thrust sore at me that I might fall. But the Lord helped me. Glory to God. The Lord is my strength and my song yes. and is become my salvation. Oh, Glory to God. So the enemy may try to come against you. He may try to hit you with his best yes. shot. Hallelujah. But the Lord is my strength. Oh, Glory yeah. to God. He is my song. I yes. shall sing praises oh, unto hallelujah. him. I shall glorify yes. his name. Yes. Hallelujah. Jesus. Glory to God. It is Him that has helped me. And then as you go down, verse 17 says, I shall not die. Yes. Hallelujah. So no matter what the dormant situation may be in your life, no matter what the dormancy may be, no matter how the enemy keeps trying to come against you, no matter what storm you're walking through, Hallelujah. you shall not die. Yes. Hallelujah. But you shall live Life is in the word of God. Life is there to refresh you. Life is there to spread the, to uh, saturate you with the anointing from God. The life that lives on the inside of each and every one of us through his precious Holy Spirit. You shall live and not die and then you're going to declare the works of the Lord. The Lord's not going to bring you through for you not to declare his works. Hallelujah Jesus. Every test and every trial is not for naught. Every part of this journey is not for naught. But it's to be a witness unto the glory and honor of God. To be a witness to declare of what he has yeah, done for you. How he has brought you out. How he has strengthened you. Yeah. How he has restored your joy. How he has given yeah, you peace. Yeah. Hallelujah. A peace that passes all understanding. Oh, Our God is there for us. Yes. Hallelujah. You must remember that as you go through your storm, you belong to a royal priesthood. In 1 Peter 2 and 9, as it stated, in Job 22 and 28, it says, You will also declare a thing, and it will be established yes. for you. So light will shine on your ways. Glory to God. I was reading something from Dr. Cindy Trim, and she stated, Your every decree is pregnant with the power and potential to revolutionize your life. Amen. Hallelujah. So every decree that's in your mouth is pregnant with 
purpose. It's going to give you the power and the potential to revolutionize your life. Glory to God. In Proverbs 18 and 21. It states that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. When we speak, when we declare, when we decree a thing, it shall happen. Yes. Hallelujah. But we've got to put the right things into our mind. The right things into our eye gates. The right things into our ear gates. And then those things that we put into our eye and our ear gates and put into our heart will come out through our mouth. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So we have to put the right things in order to speak the right things out. Glory to God. Through the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, literally, death and life are in the power of your tongue. You can speak life to your situation on today. You can declare and decree today, and it shall be established. You are coming out of your storm. Hallelujah. I'm going to say that again. You are coming out of your storm. Hallelujah. You don't have to be bound by your storm. You hallelujah, but rather see yourself coming out. God is there for us. He's there with us, even in our time of sorrow. He will give us that peace that passes all understanding. But we have to allow Him to do that. We have to position ourselves to do that. We have to be in a position of submission. And we have to be willing to allow God to use us for His glory and honor. He will get you through the storm. But you must trust Him. You must obey Him. You must exalt Him. Even in the weakest hour, you must exalt him. Find a praise on your lips. Remember what David said. I will bless the Lord at all times. Hallelujah. He didn't say that because he was always going through good times. He said it because he may go through good times and he may go through bad times. But the praises of God will always be upon his lips. Hallelujah. Unlike the disciples, we cannot panic. But we must trust him in the storm. In conclusion, I'm going to end with this. There was, there's two things. I was driving one day and as I was driving, you know, it was a beautiful day all day long. It was really, you know, really gorgeous. And I said to myself, I'm not going to sit in the house any longer. I'm going to go out. I'm going to enjoy some of this sunshine. And when I went out, it was a lot colder than I thought. And I said to myself, well, maybe I need a jacket. Maybe I need my coat on. But I said, nope, I'm going in the car. I'll be fine. So I went to the store, and something was um, on my account. I happened to check my account before I went into the store. And when I went in there, um, I looked, and it, it was like a charge that I hadn't charged. So I called the bank while I was walking in the store. Bad decision. So... As I was calling the bank on the 1-800 number, you know, I'm talking to them, I'm telling them what's going on, I'm gathering my little purchases and everything. And so I get to the line and she said, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna connect you with online banking so that, you know, we can get your new card. And I was like, it hit me, because I work in the bank. <laughs> and I said, okay, my card is not working now. <laughs> and I'm online with all my purchases. And I said to the lady, um, excuse me, did you, disconnect my card and so she said oh well yes we ordered you a new card 
And I said, but I told you I was in the store. <laughs> so she said, yes. And I'm like, okay, so everything that I just picked up, I got to put back now because I don't have any money. <laughs> so she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. So I became just a tad bit annoyed. <laughs> so, so I said, okay, all right, let me remain calm. And so, you know, the banker and me came out, well, you really should inform customers that you're getting ready to do this. And, you know, and I went through my spiel. And so I said, okay, how can I get money now? So she told me, well, if you go to the ATM, there's an access code, you can, you can do that, and you can get the money, blah, blah, blah. So she's connecting me to online banking. So I go out, it's freezing now at this point, and I'm like, okay, I'm going home, because I'm just a tad more aggravated. <laughs> so, as usual, I called Pastor and got all my frustrations out on him. And he's like, okay, calm down, it'll be okay. So I said, all right. And so as I was driving, so, you know, and what I'm alluding to is sometimes, you know, if things will be perfect, it'll be beautiful, everything will be going smoothly, and then something will happen, and it's just like a little wait. And so then you go through it, and you're like, okay, and then something else will happen, and it's another little wait. And you're like, okay, this is, all right, I'm feeling the tension now. And so as I was driving home, this beautiful day started to turn foggy, it started to turn really cloudy, almost to a point where I couldn't see, which in relation made me think about how situations happen in our life. Things can be running so smoothly, and then all of a sudden something will happen, and it'll happen so suddenly and so harshly yeah. to a point where you can't see what God wants you to see in all of this. So as I was driving, it just became worse. And I only live like eight minutes from home from ShopRite. But within that span of time, it was just showing me how things can, you can be in, in sunshine. Things can be running smoothly. But then all of a sudden, a storm will brew. And you're in that storm. And you're getting ready to go through that storm. So I said to myself, well, wow, what is this? I can barely see. But that's how it is with us. Sometimes we can barely see our way, but we have to trust God enough to know that even though it may be like that right now, even though you can't physically see your way, spiritually your way is made. Spiritually your way is already done and you are no longer in that storm, but if you keep driving then you will see the sunshine because the storm has lifted and then in some cases God will even show you a rainbow of hope to know that he is still there and still with us and he'll give you that sign to let you know that he was there with you all along but you just had to keep driving you had to keep trusting you had to keep going through the journey so I was looking at um, a friend of mine she had posted something on Facebook yesterday, and I was talking to Pastor about it. And because of what I was going through at the moment, I know he didn't get it the way I got it. So I was telling him about it, and I mean, he got it. But it meant something deeper to me because of the situation that I was going through. And what she posted was, you know, it was like um, a, a caption, something of like, wait for your help. And what happened was, it was this, like a baby elephant, 
And the baby elephant, they could have been in a zoo or wherever, I really don't know, but the baby elephant fell in a ditch with running water. And as the baby elephant was in the ditch, it tried to get up out of the ditch. But because they have hooves or whatever, they can't grasp into the ground to help them and push them up. So he would get halfway up and then the bottom half would slide back down. And it made me think of myself even. You know, a lot of times it's like, because our situations can be so extreme, it's like you're trying to climb your way out and you're trying to do it on your own. So because that storm is so extreme, you're trying to go through it all by yourself. And you get so far, but then it's like you take two or three steps back. And you get so far again and you take two or three more steps back. And that's what was happening with this baby elephant. But then a larger elephant saw what the baby elephant was going through. So the larger elephant to me represented our Heavenly Father. Amen. And so the baby elephant was reaching out, and I know it sounds crazy, but he was reaching out his trunk to the big, to the big elephant, you know, as we reach out in the Spirit to God. As we reach out and as we cry to Him and as we call upon Him while we're going through our storm. And this elephant came, and the elephant didn't pull him out, but the elephant got in the ditch with him. Which made me think about how we can feel like we're in the valley all by ourselves. Like we're going through this thing alone, but we're not going through it alone. God reaches us even in our deepest and darkest hour. He gets down in the trenches with us, and He gets behind us just like this elephant did. And he pushed the baby elephant out so the baby elephant could start walking freely. But then the, the big elephant didn't need any help because it's just like our Heavenly Father, he is the God Almighty. He doesn't need our help to do anything. He doesn't need our help in circumstances, but we need him to continue to push us to the level that he wants us to be. So I say to you individually, whatever the storm is, know that your Heavenly Father is right there with you. Know that if you feel like you're in the dark place, if you feel like you're in the deep place, if you feel like you're in the valley, you are not there alone. That your Father, your Heavenly Father, your Abba Father is right there with you in the trenches. He will not leave His people alone. He will not leave you nor forsake you. But he's there to push you. He's there to push you into your purpose. He's there to push you into your calling. He's there to push you into the things that he has destined for you to do. He's there to push you into your promise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Our Heavenly Father is there. He's there to be with you through the storm, through the good times, and through the bad times. He is there. Amen. Glory to God standing on your feet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, God, we thank you, Lord. Yes, We thank you, Heavenly Father. We thank you, Heavenly Father. We thank you, Heavenly Father. Glory to your name. Glory to your name, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, in the precious name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you. We praise you and we magnify you. We know that you're there with us, oh God.
And we know, God, that you will carry us through the storm. But we know that there are three things that we must do. God, we have to stand on your word. We have to get up. We have to put into action the word of God and follow your directives. God, we have to rebuke the enemy. We have to recognize the enemy for who he is, oh God. And we have to rebuke him. And he is under our feet. And we have to speak, Lord. We have to speak to our circumstances. We have to speak, Lord God. We have to decree and declare a thing, oh God, and it shall be established. Oh, Father, we thank you right now. We praise you, God, for this word on today. Hallelujah, Jesus. We glorify your name, God. We lift you up on Sunday. Hey, yes, Lord, we lift you up, God. More of you, God. Oh, God, we ask for more of you, God. Hallelujah. Oh God, we pray, Father God, that every heart is uplifted and encouraged. Oh God, on today, we pray, Father God, that you'll continue to lead us and guide us by your sweet Holy Spirit to the things, oh God, that you have destined and designed for each and every one of us to do and collectively as a ministry. Oh God, give us to stand on your word on today, God, knowing that you are able, God, knowing, oh God, that nothing's impossible with you, God. Oh God, keep the alive, God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord, and I will say, oh, God, come down, oh, God, rain down us afresh, oh, God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, anoint us afresh, oh, God, restore your people, God, restore the land, God, yes, yeah, yes, hallelujah, Jesus, oh, God, we thank you this day, oh, Yes, Lord, and we come back next week, God, believing you, Father God, for a miraculous work. Believing you, God, for with expectancy, God. Oh, God, as we humble ourselves, oh, God, during the course of this week, as we fast before you, as we pray before you, God. Oh, God, we pray, Lord God, that the miracles and signs and wonders will come into this place of restoration. Oh, God, where people will come to this house. Oh, God, and be healed and delivered and set free. Free God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh God, we thank you. We praise you, Lord. We exalt you, God. Oh, yes, Lord, you are the God Almighty. Hey, we can't do anything without you, God. Hey, we can't do anything without you, God. Oh, yes, oh Lord, and we thank you, God, because we are coming through the storm. We're coming through, Lord. With your help, Lord, we're coming through, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you. We give you the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, give him a great big hand. need of an encouraging word to start your day? Do you need someone to pray in agreement with you? Here at Restoration Christian Ministries, we offer our daily prayer call, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Eastern Time, where members of our ministry team will lift you up as you head out into the course of your day. The phone number for our prayer call is 641-715-3645. And the PIN number to dial is 500-765, followed by the pound key. Be encouraged and stay encouraged with our daily prayer call at 641-715-3645. 
don't forget to press 500-765 and the pound key for our prayer call at Restoration Christian Ministries. Introducing Minister Thomas Gilbert with the final word. Good evening, everyone. Today, I want to talk to you about emotional discomforts. Uh, in Hebrews, the fourth chapter, the 15th verse, I'm going to read this from the NIV because it's one specific word that really stands out and captures the essence of what I want to relate to you today. It says, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. The word that, I, that really stands out to me in the NIV that's more often translated sympathize, which means kind of to understand, but here it means to empathize. Here it's translated empathize, which means he's feeling it as well. Um, and it says in the Bible, it says that Jesus was tempted in every way as we were. He was tempted in all points. He was tempted by the lust of the flesh, tempted by the lust of the eyes, by the pride of life. And yet he did not sin. He was offered, uh, he was offered to turn stone uh, into bread. He was taken up onto uh, a pinnacle of the temple and told to throw himself off to basically tempt God. And then he was taken up on a mountain um, and he was he was shown all the kingdoms of the world and said that he would be given all these things if he would just bow down himself to Satan. Um, the, the thing that I noticed about these temptations is, uh, you know, the obvious that Jesus quotes the word back to the devil uh, each time. And then the first time after he does it, then the second time the devil comes back and quotes the word to him. He says, didn't the Lord say that he would send angels to 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 lift you up, lest you stomp your toe on a, on a stone? And Jesus again quotes the word back to him. So sometimes the devil will come and try to tempt you, even using God's word. Well, if the Lord really loved you, then he would be doing this for you. Uh, all of this is to tempt you <coughs> or to find out, excuse me, who you really are. Um, and so it's not so much. Uh, it's not so much even to tempt the Lord sometimes. It's just the devil wants to know who you really are, because one of the things that he continually asks the Lord is, uh, if you are the son of God, turn these, turn these stones into bread. Uh, if you, and then he takes them up to the pinnacle and he says, if, if you be the son of God, didn't he say God would do this for his son? And so Jesus passed those two tests and then he takes them up to the mountain. You notice that each test that Jesus goes through, he's rising higher. He went from, he went from the wilderness to the, to the, pinnacle of the temple onto a mountain. He's going higher each time. So there are different levels to this temptation thing. And so uh, as he passed every test, there comes a time that once you pass the test of putting, uh, of, of putting away the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, you're not so much worried about your provisions. You're not so much worried uh, about your protection. You're not so much worried about your providence. You then move on and you can tell the enemy, get you behind me Satan and he will flee for a season you see you, you have to be strong you have to be grounded uh, one of one of my mentors my, my uncle uh, he told me when I when I really got into ministry he told me he said this thing here separates the men from the boys you can't be faint at heart and serve the Lord the Lord ain't looking for no wimps. He ain't looking for no cowards. And I'm sorry if the, if my language here offends you and it's a little harsh, but you got to understand. Paul said we are to endure hardships as good soldiers 
a soldier does not run or fret fear or danger. And so we have to be soldiers. God bless you. Be strong and understand that the Lord is feeling what you are going through. He is able to be touched by the feeling of your infirmities. And that should be reassuring to you that you have a God who not only understands because he made you, you have a God who understands because he has walked in the shoes that you walk in. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Restoration Place on the King James Radio Network. We hope that you have been encouraged and until next time, little prayer, little power. Lot of prayer, lot of power. No prayer, no power. Have a blessed week. Celebrate Halloween with dressed-up donuts from Dunkin', like the spooky sweet Halloween spider donut. Trick or treat! Aren't you a little bit old to be trick or treating? Uh, no. This is—it's uh, just a really good uh, costume. Anyway, I hear you're giving out Dunkin' spider donuts. Didn't I just see you with your kid? No, that was just uh, my friend. Psst, Dad, is it working? Run to Dunkin' all month long for the Halloween spider donut and get ten Munchkins donut hole treats for two dollars. America runs on Dunkin'. Limited time offer. Participation may vary. Celebrate Halloween with dressed-up donuts from Dunkin', like the spooky sweet Halloween spider donut. Trick-or-treat! Aren't you a little bit old to be trick-or-treating? Uh, no. This is, uh, it's just a really good, uh, costume. Anyway, I hear you're giving out Dunkin' spider donuts? Didn't I just see you with your kid? No, that was just, uh, my friend. Psst. Dad, is it working? Run to Dunkin' all month long for the Halloween spider donut and get 10 Munchkins donut hole treats for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Limited time offer. Participation may vary.